All right. What's up, y'all? Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, and as you can tell by the shorter intro, this is a breaking news podcast on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, and since it involves recruiting, it's not just me. We've got from across town, Ryan Callahan, who will join me tomorrow when we go over to uh, up to Lexington, Kentucky, but we're not talking about uh, the football team proper right now. We're talking recruiting. Ryan, why are we having a breaking news podcast? Well, another another important commitment for Tennessee. They added to the offensive line earlier this week, uh, now addressing one of their most glaring needs in the 2020 class with the addition of three-star edge rusher Jamari Butler of Mobile, Alabama, uh, a guy who had picked up an offer from Tennessee a little more than a month before, uh, announced his decision Friday afternoon, picking Tennessee over more than 10 other offers. Uh, some some other major programs had, had jumped in the in, into the race for him with uh, – really an, an, a really interesting background uh, a guy who played basketball for a couple of years in high school and he's playing football this year for the first time since he was in eighth grade and uh and getting back out there he's really impressed some people he's six foot five 218 pounds really athletic off the edge and has put up big numbers this year down in mobile where they play some pretty good football uh, and he's at a big high school there murphy high school in mobile so uh playing some pretty good competition down there and and really impressing some people tennessee offered in late september got him on campus pretty quickly for the georgia game last month and and is able to to land him despite several other teams pursuing him so uh, a nice pickup i think a high upside guy with a, with a lot of potential and, and maybe most importantly addressing a major need at outside linebacker in that three four defense where tennessee needs all the pass rush help it can get uh, where it's already you know short on depth there, and then has Daryl Taylor leaving after this season. I tell you, Ryan, one of the first things that jumped out at me. I know that this is a kid who uh, is ranked just 852 overall in the composite. You know, number 37 prospect in Alabama, 39 weak side defensive end prospect. I get that people will say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa who, who's this kid?" I'll tell you though, there are some programs when they get in the mix with a defensive player, it gets my attention. TCU offered this kid. So if you look at the way Gary Patterson and those guys have played defense for years, um, I, I think that's an interesting, interesting name there on the list because TCU came all the way over to Mobile to offer that kid. So I, I do think that uh, it's interesting because this is one of those kids, it looks to me, Ryan, like, you know, when we've talked about this, we've seen this a lot in college football over the past couple decades, maybe guys who were in that 6'4 to 6'6 range who, who used to play basketball, they're learning that now if they go over to football and they can play either defensive end or, or, or wide receiver or linebacker somewhere around there, that they might be a, a better prospect with better offers. And this looks like it's one of those cases. Yeah, and, and when you see the film, you see all sorts of, of just raw athleticism, tons of ability. Uh, you would imagine he's a guy who might be a little bit of a, develop, a developmental prospect with just one year of high school football under his belt. But with as productive as he's already been, uh, he, he might be a guy who can get out there fairly quickly. Talking with uh, with John Garcia, Jr., who covers uh, prospects in Alabama and Florida for 24-7 sports. He he's really high on Butler's potential, uh, you know, is, is really regretting that they didn't get a chance to see him in person this season because of the the kinds of rave reviews he's drawn so far and says, He's the type of guy who might even be able to play year one at Tennessee, in his opinion. So uh, I, I think a really interesting pickup here. Um, it, also worth noting, Tennessee was really the first Power 5 school to go after him. Uh, Tennessee's been pretty aggressive in recruiting the Mobile area under Jeremy Pruitt. That's an area he recruited quite a bit at Alabama and some of his other stops. And, and also T. Martin, obviously a Mobile native and 
and recruits that area for Tennessee. They've, they've done some pretty good work down there. So not surprising Tennessee got, in, got his foot in the door early and, and got a good evaluation, I think, because this is a guy who's, who's quickly caught people, uh, people's attention this season. And, and now as he, as he approaches the end of his senior season, uh, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't be surprised if his recruitment picks up even more down the stretch as his film gets out even more. Teams start looking for you know, other options at those positions where they still have needs. Uh, I, I think you could still see Tennessee have to fight off some competition for him down the stretch because of sort of the, the late rise he's had as, as a guy who wasn't even on the radar six months ago. And now because he's playing as a senior for the first time in high school, he's, he's, he's quickly becoming a, a pretty big name prospect or at least a fast rising one. Uh, despite not being a household name in recruiting circles yet. Yeah, it seems to me like, like this is, and again, you mentioned a really important point there, Ryan, about the basically the, the, the geographical location of this kid because Mobile is an area Jeremy Pruitt knows very, very well. It's, a stat, it's an area that Derek Ansley, his defensive coordinator, knows very, very well. And, and it's an area that T. Martin obviously knows intimately well because he, he was born and raised there. And I think knowing a couple things about this one if Jeremy Pruitt likes a prospect he does not care who else likes that prospect uh, he's got a lot of confidence in himself as an evaluator of talent and, and he does not really care at all where a kid is ranked he, he looks at what's this kid's film look like and what do people say about this kid who people I trust and it, it, if a kid passes those tests then he gets an offer from Tennessee if there's space and it, it looks to me like this is someone who again Pruitt doesn't just know that area. He, he knows coaches in that area, and I imagine that he knows pretty well a couple of coaches who, one, coached this kid and, two, coached against him. And I bet he's gotten a pretty good evaluation from all those people. Yeah, and I, and I think that definitely plays a part in it. That's Those are the kinds of things that can help you uh, decide to offer a kid uh, before some other major programs. You know, you get that – uh, you get that word from a coach just checking in with them, you know, from time to time or they or they reach out to you and let you know about a player. And then, you know, his film got out from his first few games of this season and about as, as quickly as that film got out, Tennessee offered him. So uh, there, there was a, a, clearly a lot to like on that film and, and other schools have, have followed suit just as Tennessee has done. But, you know, it, I think it, it helped Tennessee that in his case, you know, talking with Butler uh, last month after he visited Tennessee for the first time, he had mentioned Tennessee was one of the you know, a few teams that he liked growing up, uh, something, something just always kind of drew him to Tennessee a little bit. So I think when he, when he visited Georgia, uh, visit for the Georgia game last month at Tennessee, uh, I think he always thought Tennessee was going to be tough to beat as long as they pushed for him. And they did. And, uh, obviously that was a huge need for them, especially after the decommitment of BJ Ojolari, the four-star edge rusher from Marietta, Georgia. He flipped to LSU a few weeks ago or just a couple weeks ago. And then Tennessee clearly had a, a, an even bigger need at that position where they need all the help they can get going into next season. So I uh, made it a pretty, pretty easy decision, I think, for Tennessee to really make a push for a guy like Butler who you know, might not be as, uh, as polished as some guys who ranked higher than him, but I think has, has really a, maybe as much upside as a lot of the players ranked above him when you think about what his, his length and his, his, his speed, athleticism overall just could, could lead to down the road. He's, he's a pretty exciting prospect, I think, because of what – what he still could do as he learns the position and learns to to take advantage of his natural skills. Yeah, you mentioned just a second ago, you know, that that you know, there's no there's no question that because of Daryl Taylor's absence uh, that, that there's going to be a, a large need there for Tennessee. And, and I do think it, it's worth noting that, that uh, you know, someone like Kevon Bennett has emerged as a much better player than some of us thought he was going to be. And, and then you've also got, you know, Roman Harrison and obviously Kafaris Crouch. <clears throat> but I tell you, Ryan, when you talk about, you know, Crouch and you talk about Bennett and you – 
Uh, talk about Harrison. None of them have the length this kid does. I mean, when you talk about an actual, the kind of size and speed and, and just sort of the width that you want at that position, the length, um, this kid's got that. And, and that, that's a good point, too, that the, the really fast, athletic, long edge rushers are hard to find because everybody wants those guys. You want you want them to be able to have the reach, uh, the, the long arms to fight off blocks from those really long athletic offensive tackles you're going to face these days. And, uh, and, and so if you're, if you're six, one or six, two, a lot of times that that's a disadvantage for you. And one of the reasons Tennessee was, you know, a, probably able to get a guy like Roman Harrison is that the, the length there was not elite. Um, so you probably, you know, some teams might not have been completely sold on despite Tennessee loving a lot of things about him. He was a little short in that area. It's not necessarily uh, an indicator. He's not going to be a good player. Plenty of guys over have overcome that, but it's just a little easier for guys who are taller and have that longer reach. Butler has that. And that's why I think he, he, that's one of the reasons you look at him and see lots of potential because that uh, that that extra height, that extra length, that that, that gives you an advantage uh, and, and certainly can help uh, getting to the quarterback. So yeah, that's that's something that's hard to find an under the radar player like this. And uh, you know, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not very under the radar by the time signing day rolls around. I think Tennessee would love to go ahead and get him signed in December, and we'll, we'll see if that's definitely his plan. But uh, I, I think this is the guy Tennessee would love to lock up because if he's out there after the December signing period, uh, I think a lot of teams could end up going after him late uh, as someone who who really has kind of popped up on the radar uh, this season and, and still could could be a pretty intriguing option for some major programs looking for, for kind of backup plans at the last minute. You took my next question right out of my mouth, you jerk. I was going to ask when this kid was going to sign, so it sounds like they're they're kind of up in the air there. They're trying to figure that out. Well, don't know for sure. I just haven't gotten a chance to speak with him yet uh, with this being breaking news. He was actually preparing for his team's playoff game Friday night when he sort of dropped the news on Twitter. So I uh, ha- haven't gotten a chance to catch up with him at length yet to, to kind of see his plans. But uh, I-, I think that, you know, certainly that it's possible his plan right now is to sign in December, but that doesn't mean that couldn't change later. So I think it's always just kind of a fluid situation with that uh, until, until you see how a player's recruitment is going to develop. And in his case, he's very new to the recruiting game. So I think that uh, that all could change, you know, once coaches get out on the road in a couple of weeks and start visiting in person with these guys, uh, you know, anything could, could change, uh, especially since he hasn't taken official visits and really gone through uh, a whole lot of the recruiting process. But that's that's one of the reasons Tennessee would love to, uh, I'm sure, get his recruitment wrapped up in December and not have to go through any additional drama uh, with, with him knowing what kind of player he potentially could be in the future. I'll tell you, Ryan, as someone who, who knows that mobile area a little bit, I can tell you this, uh, depending on what happens with that coaching situation at Florida state, uh, that could be a name to watch. If that coach, if whoever gets that FSU job is trying to kind of scramble to fill a class because FSU is very much, uh, very much uh, in play usually down there in mobile. And that could be something to watch. Obviously if someone like Auburn tries to step in there and offer, well, we'll see what happens yeah. there, but you know, those are a couple names to watch probably. Yeah. Funny. You mentioned that Auburn actually had been showing interest in him. It doesn't look like right now, Auburn is on the verge of offering him, but that's more, I think, because of the, uh, you know, maybe not having as much of a need there at that spot at the moment. But if anything was to change there, I think he's certainly someone on Auburn's radar enough that uh, you, you'd have to keep that in mind. But I think they're they're going to be okay at his at his projected position where uh, where Auburn doesn't feel the need to go after him just yet. But he's definitely someone they've taken notice of, and you know, like you said, Mobile's close to a lot of other schools, so. Uh, you know, LSU, Florida State, anybody like that has a need uh, or, or sees him and just thinks he's too good to pass up. Uh, you never know who might go after him down the stretch. And 
Tennessee might end up having to fight off some teams to hold on to him. Ryan, a couple more things before we step out of here. One, what does this – obviously, we, we always ask about numbers as it relates to the class in general and as it relates to specific positions and areas on the field. What's next for Tennessee sort of at this edge rushing position? Well, still still got to land at least one more. Uh, you know, they were back to square one after losing B.J. Ojolari, so this is their first edge rusher in the class. Uh, they need at least two. I, I think you'd, you'd even love to have three because that's a position Tennessee really didn't get to hit as heavily uh, as it would have liked probably in the last couple classes. And uh, with Kvars Crouch, you don't know for sure what his long-term position is because he's bounced back and forth between inside and outside linebacker, and he's still you know, even got, gotten some playing time at running back. So who knows whether you can count on him for sure being an outside linebacker in the long run. So, so you, you, you'd like to address that position as much as you can, and, and obviously you've got a lot of production to replace in Daryl Taylor too, so giving yourself more options there uh, is going to make that a better situation. But just with so many needs to fill in this class still, even with 18 commitments, they'd love to have, have, have a, another guy or two at, at probably seven or eight different positions, and there's only so much you can do in a 25-man class. So they're, they're going to have some tough decisions to make, so maybe they just take one more at outside linebacker and call it a day depending on who they can get. But Obviously, Tyler Barron, you know, is, is a guy who could very much fit into that uh, into that spot. They're still looking to fill there. And, you know, he, he could grow into a full time defensive end in a three, four system in the long run. But right now he's around 250 to 255, probably fits in best as an edge rusher. So he probably fits fits that description. And, uh, you know, still several other guys on the board at that spot. But Butler honestly looked like one of Tennessee's best options. So big for Tennessee to go ahead and get him in the class. But, you know, again, still some more work to do at that position with it being such a big need. Ryan, man, thanks. I know that there's always a lot of recruiting stuff going on on Fridays and uh, a lot of things involved there. So thanks for taking a few minutes with us today. And uh, I think I'm going to let you get on out of here and we'll we'll wrap up this podcast. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, we, 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 we always say this, and I, I don't know if you, you know how much we mean it. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. You can find all of us on social media at twitter.com slash govals247, facebook.com slash govals247, or you can go to www.govals247.com if you want to get your water directly from the source, the best Tennessee athletics site on all of Al Gore's internets. Really good deals right now, 30% off annual subscription. And for life, for life, you get free access to CBS All Access. The Rolls-Royce version, too. Commercial-free all that good stuff, live sports, live, you know, catalog shows, catalog movies, anything you could want, and you go, you get it for free. And right now, in case you didn't miss this news, guys, in case you didn't see this news, I should say, uh, CBS and Univision have gotten rights to the UEFA Champions League for 2021 to 2024. So, again, CBS All Access, really good deal right now to get it for free, guys. So go do that. And if nothing else, if there's no more breaking news, we will see y'all when we get back from Lexington on a Monday morning.